Hey everybody, before we jump into our episode, I just wanted to provide some business that I need to attend to. First things first, do you write or know someone that writes short stories and would want to be featured in our season two of short stories? Send us a message on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or at swipewriteforsleeppodcast at gmail.com for more information. Also, we have a survey out there regarding the future of this podcast, and every answer is appreciated. So please go to www.surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash 3j5 frbj and this will also be posted on our web page in the blog portion if you would like to go to it to answer some questions regarding the future anyway thank you so much for your time and we'll get on to the episode Swipe right for sleep with Adriana. Let's talk about snoring in this episode. Full disclosure. I snore according to my family when we are on a vacation. Snoring is noisy breathing during sleep. It is a common problem among all ages and both genders, and it affects approximately 90 million American adults, 37 million on a regular basis. Snoring may occur nightly or intermittently. Persons most at risk are males and those who are overweight. But snoring is a problem of both genders, although it is possible that women do not present with this complaint as frequently as men. Snoring usually becomes more serious as people age. It can cause disruptions to your own sleep and your bed partner's sleep. It can lead to fragmented and unrefreshing sleep, which translates into poor daytime function. For example, tiredness and sleepiness. The two most common adverse health effects that are believed to be casually linked to snoring are daytime dysfunction and heart disease, and one half of people who snore loudly have obstructive sleep apnea. Now how to stop snoring and prevent these issues, and what are some ways to treat it? First things first, lifestyle modification. Sleep position training, if if applicable, treatment of allergies, if applicable, etc. Surgery, generally on the back of the throat and roof of the mouth or the nose, if applicable, using a variety of instruments, including a scalpel, laser, or microwaves. Appliances, um, like oral appliances, mainly you can get those from the dentist or you can even get some over the counter. I have a sleep mouth device that I got from a dentist and it has improved my sleep and day function immensely. When I don't use it, I can feel groggy and I just my day is not as is not as good as it should be. You can also get these in the pharmacy section as I stated. They're not as effective as one personalized from a dentist, but they do help your snoring. A CPAP can also help. It's a continuous positive airway pressure appliance, which blows room air into the back of the throat, thus preventing it from collapse. I know individuals who have a CPAP and they can tell you how amazing this device has been to aid in their sleep. Look past the fact that you may look like a weirdo and look 
towards the fact that it will help your sleep immensely. Snore strips or any other sort of device may help limit your snoring. Losing weight can help. Avoid tranquilizers like sleeping pills and antihistamines before bedtime, which seems kind of weird because a lot of us take a sleeping pill to help us sleep. So hopefully this podcast can help you limit the use of those sleeping pills. Avoid alcohol for at least four hours and heavy meals or snacks for three hours before retiring. So usually if you hear people who are like, I don't eat past seven, and that might be a good thing to try. Establish your regular sleeping patterns. Sleep on your side rather than your back. If you do snore, do not be ashamed, but go get help. Lack of sleep is a killer. So now that you have this information, let's ask you a question. Did you brush your teeth? Are you comfortable? Are you ready to go to sleep? Let's start our sleep story. This story is called The Kiss by Kate Choppin. It was still quite light out of doors, but inside with the curtains drawn and the smoldering fire sending out a dim, uncertain glow, the room was full of deep shadows. Branton sat in one of these shadows. It had overtaken him, and he did not mind. The obscurity lent him courage to keep his eaves fastened as ardently as he liked upon the girl who sat in the firelight. She was very handsome, with a certain fine, rich coloring that belongs to the healthy brune type. She was quite composed as she idly stroked the satiny coat of the cat that lay curled up in her lap as she occasionally sent a slow glance into the shadow where her companion sat. They were talking slow of indifferent things, which plainly were not the things that occupied their thoughts. She knew that he loved her, a frank, blustering fellow, without guile enough to conceal his feelings, and no desire to do so. For two weeks past, he had sought her society eagerly and persistently. She was confidently waiting for him to declare himself, and she meant to accept him. The rather insignificant and unattractive Branton was enormously rich, and she liked and required the entourage which wealth could give her. During one of the pauses between their talk of the last tea and the next reception, the door opened and a young man entered whom Branton knew quite well. The girl turned her face toward him. A stride or two brought him to her side, and, bending over her chair before she could suspect his attention, for she did not realize that he had not seen her visitor, he pressed an ardent, lingering kiss upon her lips. Branton slowly arose. So did the girl arise, but quickly the newcomer stood between them, a little amusement and some defiance struggling with the confusion in his face. I believe, stammered Branton, I see that I have stayed too long. I, I had no idea that is. I must wish you goodbye. He was clutching his hat in both hands and probably did not perceive that she was extending her hand to him. Her presence of mind had not completely deserted her, but she could not have trusted herself to speak. Hang me if I saw him sitting there, Nettie. I know it deuced awkward for you. "'But I hope you'll forgive me this once, this very break. "'Why, what's the matter? "'Do not touch me. "'Don't come near me,' she returned angrily. "'Which do you mean by entering the house without ringing?' "'I came in with your brother, as I often do,' he answered coldly, in self-justification. "'We came in the sideway. "'He went upstairs, and I came in here hoping to find you. 
The explanation is simple enough and ought to satisfy you that the misadventure was unavoidable. But do say that you forgive me, Nathalie, he entreated, softening. Forgive you? You don't know what you are talking about. Let me pass. It depends upon a good deal whether I forgive you. At the next reception, which she and Branton had been talking about, she approached the young man with a delicious frankness of matter when she saw him there. "'Will you let me speak to you a moment or two, Mr. Branton?' she asked with an engaging but perturbed smile. He seemed extremely unhappy, but when she took his arm and walked away with him, seeking a retired corner, a ray of hope mingled with the almost comical misery of his expression. She was apparently very outspoken. "'Perhaps I should not have sought this interview, Mr. Branton, but—' But, oh, I have been very uncomfortable, almost miserable, since that little encounter the other afternoon. When I thought how you might have misinterpreted it and believed things, hope was plainly gaining the ascendancy over misery in Branton's round, guileless face. Of course, I know it is nothing to you, but for my own sake, I do want you to understand that Mr. Harvey is an intimate friend of long standing. Why— we have always been like cousins, like brother and sister, I may say. He is my brother's most intimate associate and often fancies that he is entitled to the same privileges as the family. Oh, I know it is absurd, uncalled for, to tell you this, undignified even. She was almost weeping. But it makes so much difference to me what you think of, of me. Her voice had grown very low and agitated. The misery had all disappeared from Branton's face. Then you do really care what I think, Miss Nathalie. May I call you Miss Nathalie? They turned into a long, dim corridor that was lined on either side with tall, graceful plants. They walked slowly to the very end of it. When they turned to retrace their steps, Branton's face was radiant and hers was triumphant. Harvey was among the guests at the wedding, and he sought her out in a rare moment when she stood alone. "'Your husband,' he said, smiling, "'has sent me over to kiss you.' A quick blush suffused her face and round, polished throat. "'I suppose it's natural for a man to feel and act generously on an occasion of this kind. He tells me he doesn't want his marriage to interrupt wholly that pleasant intimacy which has existed between you and me.' I don't know what you've been telling him, with an insolent smile, but he has sent me here to kiss you. She felt like a chess player who, by the clever handling of his pieces, sees the game taking the course intended. Her eyes were bright and tender with a smile as they glanced up to his, and her lips looked hungry for the kiss which they invited. But, you know, he went on quietly, I didn't tell him so. It would have seemed ungrateful, but I can tell you. I've stopped kissing women. It's dangerous. Well, she had Brenton and his million left. A person can't have everything in this world, and it was a little unresponsible of her to expect it. Hey there, dreamer. Are you still with me? Well, if you are, I hope you enjoyed that story. Follow us on our social media accounts, Twitter, swipe for the number four sleep and instagram at swipe right for sleep podcast visit our website 
www.swiperightforsleep.com and read our blog where I will post articles about the different sleep facts. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, drop us a line on our social medias, website, or email us at swiperightforsleeppodcast at gmail.com. Want more? Listen to our previous season and look for more content coming soon. When you wake up, don't forget to rate us wherever you listen. This podcast could not run without our listeners. Good night, dreamer.